0: of People Podcast. Dan Prigallet. I'm here with uh, Dapper Dan. How are you? Hi. How are you today? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me uh, in your home sure. here. This is we're very comfortable. We're o- oddly comfortable. Um, <laughs> I'm looking at this impressive uh, DVD situation. Uh, this is. Do you have any idea how many? How you, many DVDs? Yeah, no, no. Have clue, no right? clue.
1: All I know is it's a fairly comprehensive library. It covers. Swash everything from epics and swashbucklers to uh, Alfred Hitchcock. and yeah. Film noir to. How about porn? Is porn in there? In the other room.
0: Okay. No shit. You have another it's a, wall? It's a separate, it's a separate <laughs> porn library. Yeah.
1: That's just standard stuff. Sci-fi, okay. horror. No shit. Foreign language,
0: whatever. Very you know? cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Well, uh, let's see. So we're in. Wh- uh, what, what, what this is Clinton Hill. This is Clinton Hill. Yeah. So uh, when I first moved down here, I was in Prospect Heights. And then I was in Park Slope for like four years. Mm-hmm. Uh the amount that this neighborhood has changed. Yeah,
1: tell me about it. (laughs)
0: Just in 10 years. It's (laughs) great, because I was like, like, uh, this morning, because I was like, I wouldn't know whether or not it was going to rain, all this stuff, so I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna drive so that I don't have to worry about all the things, because I'm coming from Hoboken. Mm -hmm. And, like, as soon as I went over the bridge, I was like, uh, and I was like, realizing like, oh, we're like close enough to Barclay, where this actually could be like a serious parking problem. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it ended up working out, but this, so, what do you think, I mean, you've been here how long?
1: I've been in this apartment 42 years. I moved in here in 77
0: wow and this is crazy so what do you have you have it's this a rent
1: stabilized building that's the only reason i'm still here yeah
0: yeah and you got you have an interesting setup what do we call this we call this a duplex yeah it's a duplex and it's then into this in, into the the, the roof
1: th- yeah the spiral leads up to the bedroom which in turn leads to the
0: roof that's great that's great i mean this is like somebody's dream apartment
1: well f- it was an odd sequence i mean it was a model apartment the people who built the building yeah who renovated it back in the day? Uh, used this as a way to try to get investors to put sure. money into the corporation, so it wasn't really rented out. The other units were, yeah. But my wife and I at the uh, at the time we went looking for an apartment, they said, well, "What do you guys do?" And we said, "Well, we're artists." So they said, "Oh, well, we have this open space with a skylight. It might right. be something that you like to work in."
0: Back in Brooklyn, when like people were still doing like artist lofts, and yeah, stuff. when they were
1: still artists, yeah. yeah. So we just lucked out. It was just one of those, you know, wh- right time at the right place that we right. got in and stayed here. Unfortunately, uh, my wife is no longer with me. She passed away over six years ago. Sorry to hear that. Thank you. But, um, you know, life goes on and you do what you have to do and it's still home. Yeah. Uh, so although uh, I do currently have a beautiful girlfriend now who's getting ready to go to work.
0: G G. shout, <laughs> shout out GG <Gigi>. but uh <laughs> yeah
1: so <laughs>
0: but yeah so uh this yeah i haven't been i i haven't been in uh like yeah an apartment that anybody's in for more than 10 years in a while this is this is impressive to see thank you this is fun okay so what i mean what else is the the vibe of this neighborhood used to be what and what is it well
1: now? i mean back again in the early days this was re- most of the people who came here were, like, students because Pratt, Pratt Institute's just a few blocks away. Yeah,
0: and then uh, so, LIU's not far, right?
1: Right, exactly. So you've really got, like, more of a student population right. that would come in, stay for, you know, the time to go to school, move out. Uh, most of the area was mostly, I, I, it was at the time black because uh, yep. the, the houses were black owned. Yep. Uh, we went through a lot. We had a lot of crime here uh, back then. Uh, also had the crack epidemic, which caused a lot of devastation here. Yeah. Um, but we also had this isn't
0: far because Jay Z claimed that he owns one of these buildings right over he here, right, under the Clock Tower, right? Like yeah. that was one of his like original like perches. Mm. So this was like this was like Jay Z grounds. It's
1: Jay Z ground, not to mention uh, Biggie Smalls. Yeah. Uh, who they live just one block away. No Instead shit, James. Yeah, he lived right around the corner. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and they just just this past week. Named that block after him. No shit. For a while, it's Biggie Biggie Smalls. No shit. Yeah. So that 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 just happened. So yeah, we have you know we have our celebrities here too. Sure. But at the same time, you know the 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 neighborhood went through ups and downs, but mostly now it's heavily gentrified. Yeah.
0: Uh, Honestly,
1: you walk out there, you might as well be in you know you could be in the Upper West Side. Right whatever with the, with the
0: people that are walking around by jogging, biking. The yeah, I remember the big... When I was still living here and they were talking about the Barclays Center, the big thing was that they were worried uh, about what it would what it would turn the neighborhood into. But it seems like it's only gotten sort of cleaner, well, in I a mean, sense. Like, well, the pros and cons are is it a better neighborhood? Yeah, I mean we have shops now that yeah. we didn't have a few years yeah, ago. Yeah, I, I don't mean cleaner from a racial standpoint. I mean literally like there was chunks when I was down here where it would just be like there was blocks that had nothing. <laughs> right, and, those are exactly. and those are not the blocks you want to walk down. Right. Because where there's nothing is shenanigans. Right. <laughs> no, there used to be bricked up homes.
1: Even even here on Fulton Street, this was not a big commerce area. It was no yeah. downtown. Right. Now we've got a lot of commerce right here. You walk out, there's a, a lot of diversity, diversity of stores and stuff. So, yeah, no, on the on that part, yeah, I, I have, have no complaints. P- but the bottom line, line is it's extremely m- more expensive to live here. Yeah. Now it's a million dollar... Condo They just built, you know, a year ago across the street, which I never thought I'd see. here. Right.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I, I was I, I don't know when the last time I was down here was It's when because I moved in 2007 uh-huh. out, of, out of Brooklyn. Right. And so I've been running around since. But mm-hmm. so I'm back every once in a while. But it really it's really I'm looking around being like, I don't even know. I don't even recognize the place.
1: It's well, most people if you've been away a while. Yeah, it's not
0: the same. It's, an, it's, it's not incredible the same. to see. Um, yeah. but so then what was the fir- what was the ten years prior to that? So what was the like the like the nineties to the two thousands? What what are those changes like?
1: Well, I mean, in the nineties it was starting you started to see a gradual change as far as there were some, you know, buildings being done, but the development really didn't start till after the new millennium. Yeah. Uh it was really just people just kinda like d- trying to figure out where we were gonna go from here. Yeah, with the with maybe trying to open up a new business or something, but it escalated. I'd say once the late '90s hit, you really started to see the change. Yeah, especially with the rents and the prices of the homes starting to. Were go you up. worried
0: like I was in Hoboken and and am still where you think somebody's gonna knock on the door and be like, hey, we've sold this thing, you're out.
1: Well, that's always that hanging over the head. I yeah. mean, i've this building's gone through several owners since I moved no shit, in. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is maybe owner number six, I think. No shit. Yeah, and that's always that. Yeah, one day you get that letter or the knock, say, "Hey, we sold the building." See, but as as, as they just said on the news, they just came out with a whole new set of rent protection laws. that yeah. they Voted in, so I'm hoping that makes a difference, and you know, that it helps us stay where we are. Because I'm in no position to move. Yeah.
0: I have a lifetime of stuff Here's my home. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And right.
1: I, even the thought of even trying to pack this. Up and going, going where? Anywhere.
0: Yeah, you it's know, it's yeah. I it. I tried to move my folks out of their place, and we had been in that house uh... since 1992, and they just moved then two years ago. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the the amount that we had gathered and the amount that they were not ready to like hang it up and mm-hmm. get rid of stuff, and it's like and we it was like they were moving to a one bedroom apartment from like a five bedroom house. So like the even right. the idea they had to like that they were going to try to keep everything <laughs> was like insane. And so it was, it was, you know, it's like many arguments with me and my folks of like trying to just, we got to, like, we got to, we got six hours before the closing. We got to get all the shit out of the house. What's Mm -hmm. the, what's the vibe? What's the plan? It was a sad thing to watch too. It's just because it's like, uh, it's the first time I realized in my life that, that maybe my parents are not fully grown up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. I think we're all just faking it. We're all just fake adults.
1: Well, you know, you, 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 you try to be a mature, like with Pete, with me. me. everyone looks to me like the the people i work with in this business everybody calls me dad yeah they call me papa smurf they call me og because i'm 66 and i'm like supposed to be the old guy that knows everything sometimes i do but i'm still but i'm learning like everybody else (laughs) it never stops right you know life is life you just keep learning
0: stuff you know it's true mm, that's true. So, uh, so you 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 brought out you brought out you said you wanted to get some props. So show me what show me what we're looking at. All here. right. Well, <laughs> this is the this is the intro to <laughs> the biz. Back when uh, like this was my life was 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 magazines. Yeah. Well, I, I don't mean, even know what that industry part of the industry looks like anymore.
1: Well, it's pretty much not there. I mean, this was the the golden age of magazines. is come and gone. Yeah. Uh, but what happened was when I, I went to the
0: school of visual arts, that's when I got out of high school. Right. And that was, was in the same place. was in like 23rd street or where was it? Yeah.
1: still 23rd, same place. I went there 70 to 73 to become a, gr- a graphic and commercial artist. Yeah. Met my wife there. We graduated, got married. We both went into the graphic field. I did retail advertising and, and stuff like that. Yeah until uh, summer of 88 the company that i was working for ironically was jc penny they used to have the company headquarters here to yeah. so the retail advertising for them they relocated their headquarters to texas interesting so now i'm like okay what do i do i'm unemployed i'm un- you know just sitting around the house and a friend of mine who also went to visual arts he was already doing uh, men's magazines as we basically called them yeah and he had just gotten hired at a place called Genesis Magazine, and he needed an assistant. So he knew I was out of work. He called me up. He said, hey, man, can you, you know, you're doing anything? You want to help me out? I said, what? He said, well, I need an assistant to help me do these men's books. So I was like, yeah, okay, what the hell? You know, I mean, I knew about these books. God yeah. knows. I, Like so many guys, I grew up reading Playboy and Penthouse first my dad's. Yeah, well So what was the
0: scope of being a Men's magazine? what was the scope of Genesis? What were they what were they like? What were they showing and what was their like?
1: Well, I mean, the, the the tri. as I always said back in the day, the the trifecta of men's magazines was the big 3. It was Playboy, Penthouse and Hustler. Yeah. Those were the big 3 that made all the most money and everybody knew. And they kind of made the rules. Right. They set the they set the trend for everybody else. But then you had what we call the B books yeah, and a lot of them which were produced here in New York because we had several what we call multi-publishers that had to um, that would put out several titles Genesis was one, you had Swank was another Uh, there were other books called Gallery, Fox, High Society Cherry Uh, they all kind of fell the same format you know just pictures of naked girls uh, the only difference was, say, like with Playboy, Playboy, with Hugh Hefner, he never even liked to use the word porn. He was like, we are a men sophisticated? Right, right. It's sophisticated entertainment for men. So the idea was, yeah, they're just nice, tasteful nudes and all this stuff, you know, uh, uh, lifestyle, you know, like you know, fashion right. and all you know, that. Whereas uh, Guccione with Penthouse, he was the one that st- – what we call pink where the girls would actually spread the pussies right and show pink and stuff which hefner never did right uh he's european so his stuff was more euro looking and then you had larry flint with hustler who was just representing the blue collar guys of america just nasty stuff in your face he was right. the first one really to start like showing like real kind of graphic
0: right uh, and, and h- really uh hardcore um, stuff like, f- uh, what's it called—the uh, ruffling feathers of, of of obscenity?
1: Yeah, and pushing the envelope as far as he could go. Right. Where the book, the B books, just tried to s- play it safe. You know, they just wanted to. Sh- I mean, the motto of the of the thing was, as long as the girl was pretty with big tits on the cover, that would sell the book. Right. And so when I got involved, that was that was the look. That was the game. That was the game, and I learned how to put these books together. However, the one thing that I did notice w- was there's no women of color. Yeah. I said where it's all white. Right. But everybody who put out these books were white and mostly right. older men, o- mostly Jews and Italians, older men who had a very very short-sighted look. This was, you know, they didn't vary anything. Right. This is what sold, this is what made money. That's it. Right, and, and, the guy and we start,
0: and the and and even the girls started leaning into those looks. The the sort of the Pamela Anderson thing became then the the look.
1: Yeah, well, by the '90s, uh, especially now, you start seeing more breast augmentation right. and what have you. Everybody just had a format they wanted to look the same. However, my boss, who actually was Irish, his name was Joe. I went. He's an old man, but big ass beard. I said, Joe, how come we don't have any women of color? Wh- wh- why? Why would you ask? Because why well they don't sell who's gonna buy a book with women of color in? i'm like really and i'm like he said no it's it's oh again the attitude was like only white men bought these books to see white women now to be honest there was one women of color book that was out prior it was called players okay and it was it had been out since the 70s it was produced on the west coast and that was basically it and that was a west coast book which uh had you know black girls in and stuff but there was nothing in new york so i kept on him i said well you can we try one and he said okay f- good okay he said so he said he gave me you have some money here it is no shit and it was called exotic women exotic they had to
0: call it exotic women exotic women wow because i it where's was this, and where's this girl from
1: she's uh asian she's like one of those uh, i guess you could call her eurasian because she's mixed right no shit so I just looked through all the sets I could find, yeah, just to find girls that weren't white. There weren't a lot of them, but it was a little mix-up. So there's black, there's how, Hispanic. How were
0: you getting How were you getting these girls at the time? Well, uh, these were already
1: pre-shot sets, as we call them. In well, other you words, to find pictures. No, yeah, I mean the mod- they weren't I didn't have models. These were already shot because w How it was back then, photographers would shoot these girls wherever. I mean, it could be. And In then another country, and they're whatever. They're just trying to make the money. Right, try to make money. They would send these. Oh no shit! Everything was on slides, like yeah. thirty-five millimeter right. slides. So you would get these slide sets, and they would send them to the different magazines, no and shit. then to see if the art directors wanted to
0: use them. This is this is a rich, because like so like I I grew up stealing my father's Playboys uh-huh. and trying not to get caught. Right. And so you got like maybe four to five sets of photos in the whole book. Yeah. I this mean this is so this is so many photos. This is like
1: Yeah, well the average slide set you get maybe a hundred pictures. Yeah. And then out of those pictures you would sit there and pick maybe twelve. You're right. And that's what would go into the actual layout. Right. So but the idea was it was not that many I had to really look. Yeah. But still you know, I got this was a one shot. Right. I did it and went out on the stand and to his surprise. People, people people wanted people it. it. People wanted it. bought it, right. Yeah. And uh, he was like, well, I guess you were right. Uh, I guess people do want to see these. You yeah. know? But that was as far as he didn't want to do a regular right. series of it. It was like a one-shot, but it proved that people wanted to see sure. it. Sure. So I stayed with the company.
0: But it's like, you know, it's, it's weird because it's like it, there's so many things that go into it, but it's also, number one, it's like when you got something that's working, you're just so afraid to try anything else. Well, they don't want to change. Yeah. You have Again, I can't
1: say it enough. These men were old and very stuck in their way of thinking. They just didn't want to rock the boat or try anything new. To them, even with Joe, even though it it sold and made some money, this was not something he wanted to do on a regular basis. He thought it was still just a one-shot, whatever. Okay, yeah. You you made your point, blah, blah, blah. So we butted heads a lot, which I tended to do with all the guys I worked with down the years. Yeah. Uh, But I eventually left.
0: I'm starting to have that problem. Are you? What do you <laughs> find is the solution to that problem?
1: You either compromise, which I had to do
0: a <laughs> yeah. lot, yeah,
1: or you find a better gig and you move you on. Do
0: your own thing and do your own thing right. exactly. Right.
1: So I left them, and then I got then this other company. Uh, I got involved with was called Mavidi Media, and they were also a big multi publisher in uh, uh, the area. Um, they put out a lot of different types of books, including uh, gay books like Inches and Stroke and all that. George Mavidi was a very rich man because he just covered everything. He did books called uh, 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 Jugs and Big Butt and, you know, Lips and Tail Ends. It was all different. Everything you could think of they would do. But uh, this one, but they had uh, a woman named Pat who packaged these books for them on the side in a basement studio called Pink Coyote. And I went to them, and they said, okay, you know, you need a job. Sure, we'll put you to work doing, again, just doing the white books, because that's what I kept doing. But I noticed they already had a book that was um, uh, already in existence. Yeah. Called Black Tail.
0: Black Tail.
1: It had just started. Yeah. But it didn't really have an identity. Right. And uh, it only came out four times a year, quarterly, as we called them. So I decided, I went up to Pat, I said, look, let me do something with the book, let me fool around with it, maybe give it more of an identity. Yeah. And they were like, well, okay, because it wasn't making that much money. So they said, sure, you wanna play around with it? As long as you do the other books and get them done, fine. So I said, okay. So again, as with this one, with the exotic pre- Women, I took the time to look at the photo sets that were coming in, made sure the girls were pretty, and also, one thing I did do was, I, at the time, there was a lot of strip clubs Yeah. in the city, more so than they are now. Right. Where and was the
0: main, like, where was the strip club? Like Times Square area. It, all of them.
1: Yeah, most of them were in the area. They also, there were, there were also places like Harmony Burlesque and stuff that p- porn stars would actually come into town. Yeah. Show world. If you wanted to see someone who was a well-known porn star, they would, pre they would, show up for a few days, you could go see them in person, they would perform on a stage, you could get a picture taken with them, a Polaroid or whatever. But I noticed one day walking around that there was that actual strip club, uh, Legs Diamond, that was owned by a black woman. Yeah. And I went in there and I was like, oh, and the girls were very pretty. And I said, listen, do you, uh, would you like to have an article done about your club? Oh, wow. You know, because I work for this company we have a book called Blacktail. And she goes, yes, yeah, sure, why not? So anyway, long story short, this was the issue. This was actually our first monthly. Yeah, no shit. And <coughs> so yeah, and um, what I did, in fact, here's the article. Yeah. So we went to the club, and we profiled several dancers. Yeah. There, I you know talked to the. We did an interview with the owner. Yeah. And then from that article, the main girl, which you see this there, one? Sasha yeah, yeah, she really stood out. She's a very tall, really beautiful girl. I said, listen, do you want to have a separate layout on on you? And she said, sure. Yeah. So we did an interview with her. We, she got the And that's photo. in this one or a different it's one? In the, you know, it's in that same. It's just one. keep a uh, few. Now, around. how long
0: did this place stay alive? Uh, I don't know
1: how long they were around. They were around for a while. But yeah. In fact, you can see me right there. Turn back. See me right there in the corner?
0: <laughs> yeah. In the three-piece. In the three-piece, yeah.
1: Because at, at the time, <laughs> I thought what? it was important for people to know who did the book. Yeah. Because, again, it was a, these were all white.
0: Guys. You wanted Well, you wanted your, you wanted like your the, due. You well wanted w- your credit.
1: Well, also, I was like the one black guy in, in the white bullpen. There was right. No, there were no other black people. Right. That was it. So, as you see, there was the layout, the, the interview. Yeah. And then there's the, yeah. So, that she got the centerfold. And... That established a look for Black Tail. So you, but
0: you, so you set up this photo shoot also.
1: Yeah, yeah. it's just like this. This was our first monthly because in a year, I managed to make the go, the book go from four times a year to a monthly. Yeah. George Mavidi was very happy because now the book was making money. Sure. Because now we had an established look which would continue. Now monthly, yeah. Now monthly, right? Yeah. And that girl, she used the issue to go to L.A. that that summer. And no she, shit. And she became a porn star called Champagne. No shit. Yeah, she became a well-known porn star from after being a stripper. But that was not unusual back in those days. Right, just that needed something. That strip, that dancers would go on to do porn. They do it now. Yeah, same thing. Right, not and, and
0: and back and forth. And right, it's, it's the it's 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 next it's progression. Right, or whatever. it's a transition thing. Yeah.
1: So I stayed with them, and again, uh, the book got bigger. Uh, more people knew about it now. Yeah. But also, I was starting to get known. Because people were like, "Oh, you're the guy that does Blacktail Book, blah blah yeah," right. and I go, "Yeah, and again, I always used my real name. I didn't make up a name. This business, even with the magazines, a lot of guys tended to use made-up names. Right? They, they didn't mind doing the work, but they didn't want anybody to know that right. they did it. Right? It was always that guilt or shame factor. Like, yeah, but it's even you know. like
0: that in 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 entertainment. It's just like that. It yeah. was the it was like the the idea of the time that like you just come up with like a a, a cuter, faster, easier name. Yeah." Whether you're protecting your identity or not, it's like it's something about yeah just having like an easier name for people mmm but also I
1: said because it's porn it's like I don't want anybody to know I do this yeah yeah you know God knows so but I
0: never care I it, it just wasn't an issue with me yeah. I didn't care if people well, also you now you're f- now your photos in it so it's like yeah and I uh, yeah, you are exactly but <laughs> I thought
1: it was important that people knew that it was a black man doing the book yeah no, that is important. so cuz it could just easily have been white people and mm. that would have been the end of it and you know, so what yeah so again I stayed with them for a couple of years then that ended then I went and did uh, for one year. I was this, and this was interesting. This was a company down on Canal Street. It was actually Asians. They were Chinese. Yeah. And the guy. What uh, years is this now? Oh God, we're talking ninety four. So it's
0: like the beginning of like of like uh, of, of like Chinese culture slowly taking over that yeah. entire area.
1: Right, and they had they actually were a, a, a graphics company. They did printing and yeah. stuff, but now because Black had done well. Now everybody was starting to do black, kind of starting to do black books. Right. So they approached me and they said, "Listen, can you create a book for us from scratch? Yeah. That we that we can compete with." So, this led to
0: me doing Homegirls. Interesting. Music. That's the weirdest name I would have thought. Well,
1: that's I I came up with it because I thought, well, what was from back home? Well, it's just that I thought the girls would be representing girls in the neighborhood. Someone you could right. actually see walking around, right. going to the store whatever right. so that was why Rainbow. i called it homegirls interesting and a lot of the girls were from the neighborhood yeah that that i put in the book because by now i was actually art directing photo shoots i wasn't just yeah. picking pictures from photo sets right 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 so right I now was you're working, creating the content right i was working with photographers going to the studios you know picking the girls to yeah. be in the issue uh showing them how to pose all that kind of stuff oh, shit. yeah yeah you know, again, transition time. Yeah. And, uh, like, this was the first time I had, like, three girls on the cover on a motorcycle. <laughs> and what's interesting, the the lightest girl on the corner yeah. there, uh, Mystic. Yeah. I, she, I just, well, I haven't physically seen her, but she's, I ran into her on Instagram. No shit. Yeah, she goes on Instagram, Mystic Moreau, and, uh... She she yeah she's still, g- still she's still in the game. Well she she <laughs> worked now she's a she works I think she says she's a bartender in a bar yeah in Queens but she still lives in Brooklyn.
0: It's interesting I, the yeah. first my first touch on anybody in this industry was meeting somebody who was trying to transition out, mm-hmm. and her big trouble was that she was she was like being recognized mm-hmm. and she didn't want to be associated with the industry anymore mm-hmm. and she was just trying to figure out how to like get a job at macy's like like in the corporate office right without like getting spotted
1: well the, hard, the problem is once as they say especially now in the day of social media once you're in it it's really hard not it's always going to be stuff yours around right, somewhere right it's always going to be around right so oh and that's something i always tell the girls especially if you're planning to do this always be aware of the fact that once your stuff's out there it's out there right. it's never going to Back
0: yeah, in somebody, the o- yeah, somebody. This is the fact that heard there's like it's whoever you think, whoever the last person you want to see it is going to see it. So yeah. take that into consideration. Yeah,
1: always be aware of that. I mean, it's just never going to go away. Back in the old days, yeah, you do a few films. Stuff was on VHS. Once the tapes were done, you know, that yeah. was it. It was you know. Maybe you, nobody would know about you, right. especially if you didn't do that much.
0: there was, o- there was actually come to think about it I this is like a repressed memory. There was a guy that we had and I don't remember if he was a substitute or if he was a full-time teacher, but there was always this rumor going around high school that like Mr. Whoever mm-hmm. did a porn once um and then i the name kept getting more like bigger and bigger than yeah like, you know what i mean of, of whatever the stupid name of the thing mm-hmm. uh the video was called but right. it's like this was like the old rumor that like oh so and so did porn once and it's like a buried tape yeah uh, that's well, not it, around it, as much
1: there's a lot of that i mean every there's there's so many people yeah i did a tape i did a <laughs> right. movie right. You know, big fucking deal. I mean, it's like whatever you did it maybe to pay the rent that month or something, right, right, right. Or just to see what it was like, and it was done. It's over. But still, as I say, these days, once your stuff's out there, it's out there. Yeah. So you have to be aware of that if you're thinking of doing this, and you do it well, I do it for a couple of years, I get out of it and move on. Yeah, you can move on, get married, have kids, and all that. But there's always that chance that someone's going to see it, especially you get older. Maybe, uh, you know soccer mom now, and you know your kids are in school, and all of a sudden, you know, junior's going to come home and say, "Hey, mom, the guys at school were looking at something. Is this <laughs> right, you?" Right. And you know, and it's like, uh, "Yeah, I'm sorry, that's your mom sucking dick." You know, right. But it's it's that's always that chance. Yeah. There's always that chance, and some guys would think it's pretty cool. Hey, my mom was a f- fucking hot porno star. You know, other guys might be going to therapy for the rest right, of their lives. Right. 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 Who the fuck knows? Yeah. You know? But anyway, as I say, I did that. Def- and then I moved on to what I call my most creative period. This was ninety six to two thousand two. Yeah. And I got involved again with another publishing company called Magna Publications. It was run by a uh, Italian family called the Paredes. Again, they started in printing. Now they were a multi publisher. They actually bought up other people's books and put them out. Yeah. So I got involved. Now, with were them. these
0: were these groups that were they were they only doing porn stuff? Yeah. Or they were that's it?
1: That's it. They just did groups of porn books. Yeah. Like I said, Swank, Genesis. Uh, Did anybody ever
0: put out like uh, just an Italian girls book? Not to my knowledge. I mean, you might have a,
1: uh, an Italian special. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Like the girls of something. The something girls of
0: Monica, right. Like Yeah, a, but or whatever, they were always diverse. Sicily.
1: Yeah. Essentially, I mean, like I said, they were owned by Italians and Jews, but the girls were all, you know, homegrown yeah. for the most part. A lot of Cali. Because, again, by that time, that's where the adult industry was anyway. Yeah. Whether it was, you know, yeah, that's
0: the other thing. So it's like it's still it's still only once once the, the the strip club thing started getting pulled out of Times Square, mm-hmm. and it's like when I started this podcast, I thought uh, I thought that I would be able to reach people in New York, and it's very hard it to do interviews in New York in it this is. industry. Yeah. Um. So what was the like the, the transition point of of people leaving New York? Well,
1: once as they say, Giuliani cleaned up Times Square. I mean, in the old days, I guess if you look at that HBO show, The Deuce, yeah which is a very good representation of is what it? it was like. Yeah, it's pretty close. To no shit. Yeah, I mean, I grew, I I yeah. grew up through that. So, yeah. you know, I I to me it was very spot on with showing how it was back then cuz what people don't don't again don't understand porn really started here. Yeah. We the if you look at the old porn films from the 70s, most of them were shot here. No shit. Yeah, I, they 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 had stories that, um, deep throat and uh, all that stuff. Yeah. They they were shot here. They had these budgets. They, you know, found these girls and did these films. And then what happened, a few people ventured out to L.A. And the idea was, well, it was easier to shoot porn in L.A. That's, yeah. that's all it was. The from Valley, the San Fernando Valley area became the epicenter of the porn industry. Easier
0: how? Easier from from a legislation
1: standpoint? Well, just being able to shoot it, period. Yeah. The fact, that, the fact that
0: it's always nice.
1: Yeah, because you got the hills. You can go yeah. up in somebody's house. right. And sh- for the weekend, and shoot a bunch of scenes, right, right, right. and you know the cops aren't ready to bust you down. Here, even now, even now, you can't openly shoot porn.
0: Yeah, that's, that's my that's one of my favorite things from Family guys is the is the they're uh, they're like they're like having a sex scene, and the cops break in, and they're like, hey, you guys having sex for money? And they go, yeah. And they go, and they go, you're under arrest. And they go, no, 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 we're filming it. And they go, okay, okay, everything's fine. That's then. okay. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's just that, you know. We didn't realize ba- you were filming it. You're filming it, yeah. <laughs> but, 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 like I say, in the
1: old days, you could go to the life, you had life sex shows, girls in booths that you could go see, which was great, you yeah. know. Porn stars in town right. hanging out, you could meet them in person. And and it was bringing in a lot of money, but, you know, there was the powers that be, the Giuliani and all these assholes that, you know, oh, we got to clean this up. It's got to be more family well, friendly you, you and all have, this well, stuff. Well, you do,
0: you, you have to uh, at least acknowledge that. While that's fun and whatever, it does bring out a seedier group of people well, yeah. to an area. So, like, it, the art itself is not at that it's bad or like particularly uh, like seedy. But the but some of the folks that come around,
1: oh well, yeah, you always attract that kind of
0: crap, <laughs> right, right. right? Right.
1: Right. Right. But right. Right. It, it made it, it made a lot of
0: money for this time. sure. But for sure. Anything added to it was like, well, make a separate section of the city, like a yeah.
1: district keep it all there but we got to get rid of
0: all of it. Yeah, well, especially especially like cuz that was always the vibe of New York was was like you this is the part of town that you go to for this thing. Yeah. Um and there was maybe it was a little clearer probably back in the day back than, then, it, than, yeah. it, than so, it is now.
1: So they cleaned it up, they shut all the stores down and everything and uh now as they say you go there it's all Lion king and Disney and which is fine mm. again, this is the change in the city, but th- as I Those of us who are in this industry know we do what we do, but it just tends to be on the ground. Right. We can't just be out in the open like, hey, guys, we shoot porn. Hey, whatever. We still got to be even here in my apartment here. Yeah. I there are people that are aware that I shoot porn. My super knows. No shit. He comes up. He even says, hey, you shooting any girls this week or, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, that kind of stuff. Right. you know, for the most part, I'm just, you know, the guy who's been here for 42 years. They know me for that. Right. Those that know, know. But I don't openly, like, I'm New not. New
0: York, in it, like, from a personality standpoint, is one of these places where people know to mind their own business. Yeah, pretty Like, much. there was a girl on the, that, that, uh. That there was a trans woman uh, that lived next to me for years and had just giant fake breasts, giant fake ass, mm-hmm. and her name was Taxi, and mm-hmm. everybody in town knew that she lived where she lived. Mm-hmm. And so one time, uh, a friend of mine was visiting. We we fucked up and we got her her her, t- her uh, car got towed because mm-hmm. we were blocking something. Mm-hmm. And then we went to the cops and they drove us back and they're like, "Oh, you live right near Taxi," and it's like we knew that she was this sort of like Hoboken prostitute that lived next door, mm-hmm. but nobody like nobody ever really. Everybody just minding their business about it, you know yeah, what I mean? Well,
1: I mean, as long as no one's being bothered, yeah. that's the that's the attitude. But yeah. like I said even here, I as as my friend Pipe can attest to, I mean, we shoot porn here, we yeah. go up on the roof. I've had naked girls running around, but I don't do it like constantly where I'm trying to draw attention to right. my stuff. I do try to be discreet cuz I realize there's people here with families. Right. And I don't want to offend anybody, but at, at the only good thing is that it isn't illegal to be topless. They can't arrest you for that.
0: Free the nipple, baby.
1: So <laughs> if I have a girl on the roof with her tits out, I'm not breaking the law. Right. I, that I can. Now, do really other people do have access to your roof? I'm the only one that You're
0: does. You're the only one that does. Yeah. yeah so that really made it that. better for me. You really do me. got a sweet setup here. Yeah, I do. But <laughs> doing this, sure.
1: So I, I, make, I try to make the most of it, especially if it's a nice sunny day. You know, the girls like to come here and go on the roof because I got a view of downtown Brooklyn. Yeah. And what have you. So uh, I try to make the most of that and do what we call glam shots. Glam yeah. Uh, you know. Right, right, right. That they can use for their uh, Interesting. shops I wonder stuff.
0: Y- you're losing the view, though, right? They're starting to put all these, uh, all yeah. these glass structures up. A lot of them, yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, I still have a view, but even if you look a few years ago compared to shooting now, like downtown MetroTech, there's more high rises. It's now crazy. And stuff. My
0: view, even from Hoboken into the city, is hard. Like from Hoboken, you almost can't see the Chrysler Building or the Empire State Building now, because all the all the shenanigans that are going mm-hmm. on on uh, 34th and like 12th now.
1: Yeah, there's a lot more development, but fortunately, the view is still there. I'll use it as long as I can. Yeah. So, darling, <laughs> bye. I'll see you when you come home tonight, baby. Have a good day. All
0: right. Okay, so you were you, we were catching up. So yeah, you, so, you, so let me you go said to your f- your favorite part of your yeah. Career. This
1: is actually my favorite part with the publishing, because now with this company, I had a chance to do two books, Black Portfolio and Black Lust. Interesting. And, and like say for instance, this cover, Tretch. Tretch,
0: yeah. Down with OPP. This is like this is like prime. Yeah, what year is this?
1: It should. Be, I think this was like ninety eight. Ninety
0: eight. Yeah, this is like prime. This is prime naughty by nature territory. Right. <laughs> and what happened was,
1: I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But <laughs> I think I was the first guy to put a rapper on a porn cover with girls. I and don't think anybody else had done it after Well, people. Well, now uh, you know the hip hop and porn cultures would blend later anyway. Yeah.
0: Okay. So this is. So this is. This is interesting because this is the first.
1: This is the first time I'm seeing
0: Dick in in these books, right?
1: Yeah, like before we couldn't show it.
0: Yeah. Now all I all of a
1: sudden now we could because the 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 envelopes have been pushed by the bigger books, and no now shit. The, yeah, and so like you know Larry Flint, the other guys were showing Dick, they were showing erections, yeah, even showing penetration, yeah.
0: So now we and could then now you got like a like a healthy uh, back back part of the book with with ads and such. Yeah, well that's how the
1: books make money. It's the yeah. the ads right. in the back.
0: This, but these ones didn't have all that stuff, right? No, no, it was
1: just girls. Yeah. In the end, beginning, it was just you know oh, just shit. girls spreading pussy. Yeah. Now you could show like people actually having sex, you know, penetration stuff right. like that. But with <laughs>
0: Tretch, what happened? He approached me. You know what's funny? And uh, this is just like a side thing. I remember thinking that Tretch was like was was like giant and like intimidating from like a. He's just a regular dude with his shirt off. Yeah. Like like now we have like now the people that we have, the, you know, from Schwarzenegger to The Rock, it's just a whole different vibe. Tretch yeah. barely, barely is like, you know what I mean?
1: No, he was a nice guy. I mean, he what had happened, he.
0: <laughs> <coughs>
1: <coughs> <coughs> he had started an enterprise called Naughty Gear, Naughty Gear, which was like lingerie. and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So he wanted to promote it. Yeah. So he said, listen, can I show Can I show my stuff in your book? Yeah. So I said, yeah, no problem. You want, me, you want to have some of the he's girls? He's New Yorker. New yeah, York guys. He, Well, he lives in Jersey. Yeah. But it's just that I said, do you it's want some of my guy, girls right? to? I'm not sure, but I know he's in Jersey. But he said, I can get you girls to model your stuff not for sure. you. And yeah. he said, sure. Yeah. So he went in there. He bought the stuff. The girls modeled it for him. Yeah. He posed with them. And then I put him on the cover. This is the only, this is the only time I've ever had a man on the cover of any of the books That's I've ever great. done. great. So by seeing that, what people in the new people go up to the news, they're like, is that trash? That's trash. Is that trash? Is right. he naked? Yeah. Is he having sex with these girls? I right. No, if he wasn't, but that was right. The right. right. I got, well, I got to get it. I got to get. So the, I got to get the, the book. Right. Yeah. yeah. But like I said, I think I was the first one to actually have hip hop and porn and together in a book. That's great. That's so, great. but what I was doing with these issues, yeah, more so now than before. So this
0: okay. So then now you're now we're now we're like uh I. I guess you're always censoring the cover, but now you're like really walking the line. Yeah, now yeah yeah. Where it's well, like you show the nipple, but you have to you block have to off a the, little bit.
1: You have to block it. Or you can't just openly show it. No. Right. Interesting. The trick with these books, like anything, like even with here, yeah, you have to cover it. You have right. to find a way to yeah. Because it naked. has to still sit on the stand. Right. You can't just openly show it. So right. You have to show it, but you can't show pledge. Again, you see, I'm still there. <laughs> my picture. Yeah. I always this kept is showing
0: this is a this is a creepy one. That's a that's <laughs> a creepy look you got.
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, hanging out with all these beautiful <laughs> girls, you know But yeah. what I was doing now, especially with these books Was I was covering oh. the ethnic side oh, of I the industry I can't wait, show that on YouTube, I just fucked up Yeah Because <laughs> now I was actually going to to Vegas, I was going to the AVN Yeah I discovered this guy Hilarious like I interv- Yeah,
0: I interviewed his wife the other day
1: Oh, uh, Savannah? Yeah Hilarious Yeah, no, he was a model 2002. for 2002 Yeah, he was actually He was originally a model Yeah he cuz he's from here. He's he's, he's, from, New Sk- he's from New York. Yeah, no shit. Why yeah. And in uh, fact, you can see right there. Yeah, there's a perfect example. There, there y'all are. And there's another guy discovered next to him, Brian Pumper. Yeah. No All no. these guys were yeah. models for me. No shit. And I helped them get into the business. I helped no them shit. get into the porn industry. This is from a, an, uh, an expo.
0: Now, how's it work? I mean, are you still close?
1: Yeah, I still talk to
0: him. Or do people when they get when they get popular in porn, do they do they fall off? Well, some do, else? some don't. It depends. Oh no shit! But
1: I still stay in touch with Lex all the time. Oh no shit! Yeah, I'm very proud of how he came. I mean, he broke the ceiling. He became the first black male to get the uh, the AVN Award for Best Male Performer, not just Best Black Male no Performer, shit. but Best Male Performer. This was I, again, I forgive me, Lex. I've always get the Date wrong, but I think it was two thousand
0: one. I never understood why When he won the award, like, only when you're an old man and know like, and I'm getting you know, so now I'm in my mid thirties. Like yeah. now I'm at that point where I'm like, back in two thousand and four, but like I never understood my grandfather would speak that way, and I was like, yeah, it was a couple of years ago. Until until you start looking at your life and you're like, oh, this is Time a couple Years ago, you're like, look, it was nineteen ninety six, and it was raining, and this yeah, is what yeah, exactly. <laughs> but still,
1: I did I did these books, oh, and shit. so wait, so I,
0: what was the difference between Black Lust and? Black portfolio. Um, yeah,
1: well, black portfolio would be more like actual single girl sets. Yep. Black lust tended to be more grungy. No shit. That's where I had more like boy girl like penetration scenes, right. that kind of stuff. This is huge.
0: This is weird. So this is what year is this one? Let's see. That should be up in the two thousand. Cor- yeah, and it's like it's starting to be like piercing everywhere. Yeah.
1: Well, the, again, because the girls were changing up. Now Big it wasn't. Trend. Clean bodies all the time. Girls right. were starting to have piercings. They were starting to have tattoos. Tattoos.
0: Yeah, I remember even like even when I uh, even when I was like in college, there was like I remember having a debate with somebody, some stupid debate with somebody about mm-hmm. about uh, this guy's perspective was, and we're just dumb kids. We're ta- we're like having we're trying to have like a, like a, like an intellectual debate about porn, mm-hmm. and his contention was that like uh, the tattoo thing cheapens porn. Even more, it's just an interesting thing. We're like, we're talking about porn. You know, we're yeah, talking about porn. It's a market, <laughs> right? What people have to understand more so now than ever before,
1: compared to the old days when things kind of fell into the same hole, if you want to call it that. Yeah. Same, everything's market now, right? Porn is markets. It's whether it's uh, uh, the 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 you know milfs, transgender, gay, bisexual, fetish piercings any little thing is a separate market right even if it's midgets fucking grandma it's a market yeah and you have a cock holds and all that stuff it's a market everybody wants to see certain specific things right, right, right and you put out your product according to that market if that's the market you want to hit then that's the market you put out for and the, and the stuff you show right and it's and it still keeps evolving and as far as the girls are concerned yeah, I mean, now, if anything, it's to me, it's rare to find a girl that has what I would call, they call a clean body. Right. With nothing on it. Right. Everybody's got tats. Right. And, and and there's tats. And there's tats. The body's covered you in tats. Even, even, even in the streets. <laughs> even in the streets, even civilians. Yeah. I'm
0: trying to think of the last time. Yeah. I don't have any tattoos. I'm trying to think of the last time I was with a girl who had no tattoos. Everyone's got something. Yeah.
1: Even if it's on the low, you know, the, the lower yeah, back, the, yeah, or the secret or, 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 right or you know, the the what you can't see, or right, the back of the right neck. Yeah, right. Everybody's got its hat. and right. that's just something. That's just the changing of the times.
0: Right, it's interesting.
1: Right. So as I said, I did these books up until 2002. Then after 9/11, there was like this change ripple that went through the whole publishing industry. A lot of people cut back. No shit. Yeah, they started killing titles, and uh, my company was no exception. They killed a lot of books including my books, laid off a lot of people, and uh, that was it, I, yeah. I was now out of the adult publishing, and I'm like, now what do I do? Because nobody was hiring, the, the, the books were being curtailed and changing up and transitioning again, so I'm sitting there like, well, what do I do now? And a friend of mine who was already doing security uh, said, well, look, it's we're in a 9/11 time. That's where everybody's hiring, and I wound up going into security, which I still do to this no day. No sure. shit. Yeah, that's my that's the day job. Yeah. So I do security. Been doing it 16 years, but uh, and that would have been it. I kind of went into retirement, and I stayed that way uh, pretty much until, as I mentioned earlier, uh, my wife passing, and this was now 2013. And now I'm sitting there, I'm a 60-year-old childless widower. What do I do now? You're right. And a few of my friends from the old days said, look, you have no kids. You're really not obligated to anybody. Why don't you get back in the game? I said, what do you mean? Like, yeah, get back in the game, you know, the porn. I said, really, at my age? What you? He Says, why not? What the fuck? And, oh, the other thing I wanted to bring up, uh, I forgot, while I, st- while I still did the magazines, yeah. there was also two... Uh, porn production company, video porn production companies based in New York at that time period. One was called Bedtime Productions, which was run by a guy named Johnny Handsome. And the other was Caesar Video, which was a black Latino co-owned company, which was run by uh, Al Rivera, who's no longer with us, and another guy named Charles Stone, who is still around today. And I knew all, all of them. I used to go to their sets to cover, do behind the scenes and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But one day, I actually got into one of the scenes because, like, so many guys. This
0: is, yeah, this is like the old, like, thing. <clears throat> like, if you're just hanging around. I can't remember uh, who who told me this story, but he was like, he was a cameraman. And then yeah. one day they were like, look, man, the talent male talent didn't show up. What do you want to do? Can you do, yeah. Right. <laughs> and,
1: that no, that's usually how a lot of guys, you know, because, you know, the whole fantasy is you see porn, you see guys performing, oh, I could do that. Yeah. What the hell? That's that's the big fantasy. Right. And one day I was on one John on, on one of the Johnny sets. It yeah. was a Dominican girl. It was a gangbang scene. The guys had taken a break to to uh, get something to drink, whatever. The girl's laying on the bed naked. I'm on the other bed just watching her, you know? And she's almost like daring me, like, you want this? You want this? You want it?" Right. So I'm like, fuck it. I, clothes came off. I'm jumping on her. We're going at it. The guys come back in the room. They see us. The Johnny comes in who was directing it, and instead this of getting off mad. no, this is on camera. Was this on this camera. is off camera then, yeah. but then right. the, the guys came back to get back on camera. Right. And and, and Johnny there. Johnny just goes, well, we got one more cock for the scene. Let's keep going. Yeah. So now instead of three guys, it's four guys. Yeah. And to my to my surprise, I found that. I had no, I, d- I didn't have trouble performing yeah. in front of people.
0: That was, your, that was a surprise. Okay, I see. So, you know, because you, know, you don't know how you're going to do it. Right.
1: You know, you don't know if you're going to get in the girl and, and bust a nut in two seconds or right. you can't or get it up at all. Right. Or if you're going to be able to perform with other men with hard-ons around yeah. you. You know, it's all those factors. But, and these guys, I was in my 40s then. Yeah. And these guys were half my age. And still, it didn't bother me. We, j- we had fun. Yeah. You know, we just went in there. Everybody took their turn doing the girl. And I finally busted a big nut. That was my first nut on camera. And uh, Johnny goes, Well, maybe you should do more of these. And I was like, mm-hmm. So I did do a handful yeah. of porn videos in, while I was still doing the magazines. And that's when I and they say, Well, what's your character's name? And I said, Hmm. And that's when I came up with Dapper Dan. Dapper Dan. So because yeah. as you've seen in some of the pictures, I always tended to dress a certain way. I yeah. always had wore a hat, G-P- always G-P's called a walking hat, stick yeah. and all that. And people would always, especially the ladies would go, oh, you look so dapper, you look so dapper. So I just, and also, um, if you trace back to the early, to the period of the Harlem Renaissance in the early part of the centru- 20th century and the 30s and stuff, there actually was this character called Dapper nice Dan. Well, he was just like this imaginary character. They even made a song up about him called "There Goes Dapper Dan, the Ladies Man." Yeah, and you really no, didn't know what he was. Because I'm a
0: Dan, so I've 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 gotten the Dapper Dan thing before. I didn't know where the of yeah. Genesis was.
1: Well, it was it was from that period. Yeah. But he was just this guy that dressed well. He had a nice car. He went to the clubs. He and had his girls. His fucking and name stuff. was Dan. And his Dan, yeah. <laughs> so it just seemed to stick. Yeah. So that's I great. just said, "Fuck it, I'll that's I'll great. use that name." Also, if you. If you're into films, if you ever look at um, one of the Coen Brothers films called Oh, Brother, We're Out Thou yeah. with George Clooney. Yeah, There's a running joke in the film where he has this hair, hair pomade that he uses. It's called Dapper Dan. Okay, interesting. And I that's, remember that part. And cause yeah, because he goes to a general store at one point because you know, they escaped from a pe- chain gang. Yeah. And he's looking for his pomade. And he goes, do you have Dapper Dan? And he goes, well, no, but I got this other pomade. And he goes, well, I'm a Dapper Dan man. And everyone who knows me thought that line was hysterical. That's so funny. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's it's there. It's always been yeah. there. So, I started performing under the name Dapper Dan. And then, like I said, I went into retirement. Now I'm about to come out of retirement. And I said, well, let me bring back the Dapper Dan name and the character. Yeah. So, I formed my company, Dapper Dan Productions. Oh, shit. And uh, went on from there and started shooting. Now it was like... You know, a real actual production company. I didn't have a magazine anymore. Yeah. But I tried to do some of the same things, doing interviews with people in the porn industry, helping to promote people in the porn industry, looking for talent. Yeah. Especially if they were new, help them get started and get their name out there, which I still continue to do. Um, But now more so, I was actually like out there in the camera, showing my old ass with these women and stuff, and not knowing if that was going to fly but people people seem to like it you yeah. know I don't I, Yeah,
0: I, not, you know the the age on man doesn't really it's not a concern for anybody
1: well you know you never I mean the one thing who wants to see me at my age having sex because usually by the, my age guys are retired yeah they aren't performing there's there's, I don't know how many men. Honestly, in my age nobody's group, are tried to, nobody's tried to
0: stay in it. But so now, because I'm, you know, like again, I'm mid 30s so I'm starting to see this thing where where women. My age are starting to get out of it, or they've moved now into this MILF category. Yeah, exactly. up, but the guys, yeah. the guys are just now getting uh, tighter and tighter fades because they're going gray like me. Exactly. So yeah, they're just, they're just fading out the gray. But so there's some there's guys, some of the guys that are my age are st- are staying in it. So it's it's going to be an interesting transition point to see if these guys hang through their fifties or not.
1: Right. Well, as I say, there are some because
0: lo- the Mick Blues and these guys like they're yeah. they're approaching fifty. I think. Yeah. I mean, even when I uh, uh like, and Lex has got to be approaching. Lex is history.
1: Lex is up there, actually. Well, he he's kind of like fading back. I mean, he's still producing and directing, yeah. but even he's not performing yeah. as much. Some of them don't like for all different types of reasons. They they've been doing it for years. It's a long they're time. tired.
0: It's a long time. Yeah, you
1: can I mean like even And with then
0: the change is the, the the like a lot of the money now is in the, the cam stuff. Right. Right. And it's like what are you gonna do? Transition to a whole other aspect of your career? It's like mm-hmm. so that a lot of times you just like it's you know, it's even with the books. It's like change is weird. So you go, you know what? I'm I'm I can be done.
1: Yeah. You can you you, you reach that point one day you're gonna wake up and say, That's it. I know it'll be that like that for me one yeah. day. For now it's still fun. Yeah. Uh because The girls, like I said, most of the women I work with on a whole, they're usually, excuse me, older, like you were saying, uh, which is actually my favorite ones to work with, because they're they're soccer moms, they've got kids, their husbands usually come with them, when we do the shoots, they're the ones filming, and we get along, you know, because we're an older crowd, and we're just here to have a good time and do some good scenes, hopefully, that they can sell on their stores and sites and Clips for sale and websites. So that's really what I keep doing. And and even my my girlfriend, uh, you know, we she we just try to have fun together. You know, I'm trying to have what they call a a regular relationship, so to speak, which is kind of hard in this business. You're right. But at the same time, I I still have girls come over here. The in fact, I'm supposed to have one coming over here later today uh, to shoot a scene. Yeah. Why do you say?
0: Supposed to? Because you know that. That there's a, just a ton of cancellation in this well, <laughs> in this city and in this industry happens all the time. I mean, someone <laughs> says they're
1: coming and then they don't show they up, don't show up. No, I, it happened
0: yesterday. I had a girl I thought was coming and she didn't show. So it's, it's how do you handle that then as your thing? So like I, I take it very personally, even from like even from the podcast. Cause it's yeah. like I can not I don't like having my time wasted. So it's like I'll do all the things and then it's like an hour before and then we cancel. And then, you know, in my head, I want to be like, well, they're out of my Rolodex forever. But it's like. Mm. It's like shit happens, right? Like, do you, do you like do you like blacklist people? No, I don't blacklist.
1: But I, I mean, I won't I don't chase anybody. either. Right. It's like either you either you really want to come here and work with us or you don't.
0: I guess it's not that hard for you since they're coming here. So yeah. Just go, I just do something. else. I'm not
1: going out of my way. I mean, right. Like guys making tracks to go see people. No, I don't do that. Yeah. If you want to shoot here, you want to work with me. Fine. Just, you know, if it's convenient, we set up a time. And, you know, I, I had another young lady, Sarah Lace, here a couple of weeks ago. Because what I do now, in the other outer room, I have like a guest bed. Yeah. So what I started doing last year was, you know, if girls are coming from out of town, they need a place to up. crash. That's great. I put them up. It saves them money with hotel fees yeah. and stuff. And people like coming here, they know they're safe. Again, I'm old enough to be everybody's daddy and granddaddy. Right. They know nothing's going to happen to them here. Right. So they're safe. uh, They come, they stay for a couple of days, a week, whatever, shoot their scenes, they get their content, they go home, everybody's happy. That's great. And it's been working out. I have other girls that will be coming here as we go into the end of the month and next month. That's kind of my, and everybody that does come, everyone I do shoot with, yeah, they get a shirt. They get a shirt. And they get a shirt. This is how they know they're a Dapper Dan girl. Nice. So that's that's the official Dapper Dan T-shirt. So, yeah, say horny, yeah. My, friend. say horny my friends. That's my tag. Line. <laughs>
0: that's great. Yeah. All right. Well, look, we're we're uh, we're approaching an hour on the cast So what the uh, plug your stuff. How do we find you? How do we pay for stuff that you're involved in? How do we support you throughout this process? Well,
1: the main thing is uh, Dapper Dan's world Uh. Look for me, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram, that's my social media, Uh, I'm on clips for sale, I'm on many vids, and uh, all I say to everybody is, and not even so much me, but just in general, because I do this as Pipe can attest to also, when I finish a scene, everybody's just sitting there on the bed trying to get their breath back because everybody's sweaty. But I just say, look guys, if you enjoyed what you saw, this is entertainment, it's adult entertainment, it's entertainment, you pay for your cable, you pay to go to the movies. You pay for that. You should pay, pay for this. Pay for your porn. Pay yeah. for your fucking porn. Yeah. It's only fair. The, the women in this business support themselves. They feed their families and pay the bills with this. They may right. also have regular jobs too, but again, you know, we're not doing this just because we like to fuck. Right. People pay are doing for this to pay porn. for bills. Yeah. So pay for your porn. It's only fair. Yeah. I don't think it's asking too much to go and support, go in their sites, go in their stores. It's exclusive material right. that you're only going to see on their stores and sites. So support them. This is support how we end us. every episode.
0: Pay for your porn. That's how, we, that's yeah, how I and, try to end and it. and
1: just like, you know, this is the, this is what you do. Support our industry. Support what we do. Pay for your fucking porn. Pay for your porn. And as always, as I always say at the end of every scene, Dapper Dan saying, stay horny, America. Stay horny, my friends. Love. Peace. Peace.
0: And porn. And shout-out Spunk Lube for the sponsorship. Shout-out oh, uh, yeah. to uh, yeah. hey, um, <laughs> shout Demon Seed Radio. Yeah, facts. fact. Shout-out Demon Seed Radio. Look at that. Here we go. Yeah. Here we go. We always got that Spunk Lube, man. <laughs> then, uh, Best lube in the industry, guys. Shout-out Demon Seed Radio for, for rebroadcasting. Uh, uh, the schedule changes, but keep up with them for when we re- re- rebroadcast. We uh, dro- drop an episode every Monday morning. Uh, Midnight Uh, We're on iTunes We're on Google Play We're on all the things We got some content today On YouTube um, And I'll I'll do what I can To share some of the uh, Photos of the the magazines Thank you again To my guest Debra Dan Thank you Dan Thank you for having me No problem Uh, My pleasure And pay for your porn Thank you Pay
1: for your fucking porn